Yo, what's up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man Carl Payne. And you're listening to the Eminem and Eminem Show. Mm, okay. <laughs> Did I say too many M's? Thanks for tuning in to part three of the Eminem and M&M Show with our special guest, Jamila Lemieux, a writer and social critic talking on black women's rights, ethics and sexual encounters, and all of the in-betweens. Welcome back to the Eminem and M&M Show. That part of that comes, though, from your, I'm like, you're still young, but like your, your wisdom, your experience in dating and in, in the sexual realm. So a lot of younger women may, might not be there yet. Right. But they, and that's, that's where it gets a little bit dicey if you're new to this or if you're unsure. Yeah. But also that it's your choice to do. If if you right. decided to do that, it's it's you're well within your rights to. You just have to make sure. What do they say? Um, pay for your decisions, basically. Like each day right. you pay, you literally are paying, um, you know, tolls for for your decisions. It's, right. it's the way it comes in small ways. Yeah. But kindness matters. And I think that we oftentimes, you know, this is a, a Western capitalist society. You know, we are so often focused on ourselves. I mean, think about the fact that there are people, yeah, those are mostly white folks in the street protesting with guns and signs saying reopen America, let us out the house. You know, that, that are men, they feel like their freedom has been infringed upon. And that's why they're angry at the idea of a shelter in place or social distancing rules. But then you have all these other people who, you know, maybe they're not angry. They're just simply deciding not to do it, right? They're just like, I'm just going to still have a party. I'm just going to still, you know, I'm going to go to the grocery store every day. Every time I need a little ingredient for something, I'm just going to go to the store. I'm going to, you know, take a walk or a run without a mask on because they're thinking of themselves. They're thinking that for whatever reason, you know, either they don't care about their lives, they don't value their lives, or they feel that they're not at risk of getting coronavirus. And so it doesn't matter to them, even though, what is known, and there's a lot that's still unknown about this illness, but what we know for certain is that people who show no symptoms can pass it to other people. But if I don't care about other people, then I can go to a tanning parlor, I can go to a, a you know, that's everything, that's everything. Yeah. <laughs> I can just, yeah, I can just lick, you know, I can lick something in the grocery store and make a video and try to be funny about it. I can do what I want because I'm only thinking about me. And so when it comes to sexual violence uh, what people you know of all genders are going to have to learn how to do is to not just think of themselves and i think asking a privileged group to not just think of themselves is difficult just like we're like complexion women you know there are certain uh privileges and advantages that we have had amongst our own people and in other you know around other people because of the way we look that are not extended to other black women we can own the fact that we are still disenfranchised, we are abused, we have maybe even had comments and, and bad experiences that were connected to being lighter. However, ultimately, we have white privilege, start. white light privilege. Right. So you, you have know, to there's be, this privilege take responsibility comes, yeah, more than that. Right. That we have to take responsibility, you know, we have to take we have to acknowledge the privilege, like that we are not responsible for it because we did not create it, but we are responsible for how we react to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if I'm aware that another woman is, is being treated poorly or that somebody is using me as an example of, you know, this is what's hot and this is, you know, like she's pretty because she looks this way or, you know, she's being given opportunities that this person isn't getting. And the difference, the primary difference between them is their complexion, that we have to be the ones to call it out. We right. have to be the ones to say like, you know, I worked at a magazine for years and I was the lightest person on the team uh, for the most mm-hmm. part. I was always the first one to call out. Like, I think we've had a lot, you know, like we maybe we've had too many yeah. light skinned women on the cover. You know what I mean? At this point, maybe we're not thinking, you know, like we need to be intentional well, as much about. As, right. As much as like actively not being racist, you need to be race, like 
pro. Like, right. just not being racist means white people should also be more pro-black. Not just right. Not just not racist. But like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's what being an ally is out of this room right now. Like allyship, you know, like that, that you to care is not just to say, I'm going to try not to hurt you, you know, to care is to say, I'm going to stand up for you. I'm going to lift you up. And so for men to lift us up, you know, means that at times you have to sacrifice some of what you would prefer, you know, some of the things that you could take for granted. So like, yeah, uh, there, there was a time, quote unquote, where it may have been completely acceptable or, or largely acceptable for you to grab a woman by the butt at the club and that's how the encounter between the two of you started. Well, there was a time when to... cavemen bopped us over the head and went and made a baby. <laughs> exactly, you know, and, and a lot of cavemen still to this day are, are behaving <laughs> that way. You right. know, but like, yeah, there are women who either like being grabbed by a stranger at the club and or are willing to accept it because they think that's just how it is and they've learned to live with something that they're not comfortable with. But there are more women who are openly turned off by it, mm-hmm. right? And so we have sacrificed the needs and the comfort of the women who are openly turned out, turned off by it, you know, to say, but some women do like it. So what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to be risk averse, right? Like if the majority of women liked it, but a significant percentage of women did not, you know, then then you still should say like, well, it's not worth the risk. Right, that's, like they talk. There are sometimes there's example about the bad apples and and spoiled lunch. Like, right. If I gave you safety a, and feelings, safety and feelings, right? Of hurting her, not necessarily not worth the risk of me getting in trouble. It's not worth the risk right. of hurting her. Of See, hurting her. I, I hear you. I hear you when you say that. And as I agree with it, my point first is safety. I'm more on the do no harm. I'm not necessarily hung up too much on asking people for kindness because I think. That's going to be a long shot, men or women. When it comes to people taking advantage of each other, I think both sexes are equally skilled. You can argue and flip a coin. My thing right now is no harm. I'd rather have, I just don't want to do any, I just don't want to see any harm done to women. Now, my specific standpoint is probably going to be one of an, I have an advantage standpoint. I grew up in a house full of women. I got a mother, I got three sisters. I paid attention. I was, I was in the, I was a middle child. I get that I have an advantage when it comes to actually listening and paying attention to what's being said. And I was privy to a lot of conversations that happened behind the scenes. So I get that. And I'm, I'm a hundred percent here for that, but I move, I move nowadays. I'm moving I have a doctor friend, Melba Taylor. She talks a whole lot about the way Corona is going around right now. And she, she likes to call, she, she talks about what she calls disaster, disaster care, disaster care in an emergency, emergency medical care. In other words, when someone comes to the hospital, even if they feel terrible, she'll check them out. But if they're not dying, she sends them home. Why? Because you're not going to die. And there are people here that are actually dying. And I'm not going to sit here and take care of you at the risk of somebody who's actually dying because you feel bad. Right now, my thing is to ensure I'm really trying to make it happen so that not another woman goes through what Chris Styles did, is accused of doing, what, what Blogzilla is accused of doing, what Harvey Weinstein is accused of doing, what, what uh, Bill Cosby is accused of doing. I'm looking to get that completely out of the paint not by telling men that their feelings are less valid. 
more by telling them that, bro, we've been up here. Equality feels like oppression, oppression when you're privileged, when someone else right. just wants to be equal with you. Make her feelings equal to yours. How about if you didn't like it, you wouldn't do it? Right. How about that? And then we can move on the kindness tip. But for right now, my whole thing is no harm. I don't want to see anybody but I think, hurt. But, I, but here's the thing. And, and I think that that's a great analogy uh, or you, you open up a door for a really great analogy because in medical uh, systems across the country, Black people are vulnerable because when we show up, we could have the serious symptoms. It could be that we are on the cusp of dying, that we're in grave danger. But when we're looked at, that's not what is seen. You know, there was a black woman uh, in Brooklyn who was a school teacher, 30 years old, um, who went to the doctor three times to get a coronavirus test. And on one of those occasions was accused of having a panic attack and not actually, you know, having coronavirus. She's dead, mm -hmm. right? So she did what she was supposed to do. She sought out medical care and the medical professionals professionals looked at her and didn't realize that she was in danger. I think mm -hmm. that men have to be a lot more need to, to become more. We, we have to figure out ways to educate men about the danger of that lack of kindness because kindness should not be treated as a bonus. Kindness is not the sprinkles on the ice cream. Cone. It's a basic right. It, it's a basic right. You know, kindness is not even love. You know, kindness is, is not, uh, I'm spoiling Decency, you. I'm yeah. It's decency. It's human decency. It's right. It's doing no harm. And so if you can't extend kindness to me, then then my sexuality should not be and my sex life, shouldn't my body, my table. personhood, <laughs> it shouldn't even be on the table. If I can't expect kindness of you, how do I? I don't feel confident that you can deliver an orgasm and I don't feel confident that I can obtain that orgasm for you under safe, healthy circumstances. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's some men that can be unkind and, and give you some very good sex. And there are some men that, you know, do not know how to to uh, to to operate without that lack of kindness. And I think that kindness is a very low bar. And, and if you're talking about a race of women who and we're talking about women in general, but we're talking specifically about black women, you're talking about a race of women who have put makeup over bruises, worn a hat, you know, hid things to protect our men from being held accountable from things they actually did, mm -hmm. right? That we have wanted to protect our abusers more than we've been willing to protect ourselves at times. Mm -hmm. That we have supported hip hop culture despite hip hop not having the same love for black women that it does for uh, degrading us, right? Like mm -hmm. for every black woman MC who celebrated, they're the ones who were never allowed to have the role in the industry that they deserve. For every affirmative song about loving black women, there are a hundred more about how, you know what I mean? Bitches ain't shit for hoes and tricks. Mm -hmm. And that, that we've still defended your right to make that music and said, that's their art. They're not necessarily talking about me. You know, we, we've put aside the psychological toll that hearing that stuff about us over and over again has taken to protect your right to be artists. You know, at, at what point will you all sacrifice on behalf of us? And we're not even talking about a crazy set of circumstances. We're not saying just be celibate. You know, let's just all tap out from this and, and, and wait till until we you're figure ready out new language. Yeah. Until you're ready for marriage or only sleep, only deal with women that you want to love or, or be with, you know, in a meaningful way. But we're saying like, yo, kindness needs to to be at the heart of all these encounters that you need to care and so with that i think it will at times be yeah this would have been fun but like 
this just ain't, I don't know, you know, like the girl who just broke up with her boyfriend last night and had eight cocktails and weighs 140 pounds. Maybe this just isn't the night for me to have some pussy. And I See, really I wanted some. I don't consider but, that kindness. I consider that de- basic decency. But and, no, we're equating the two. Right. Where that's yeah. what we're saying. That's but what that, kindness but that's, is. But that's, that's where, that's where, where I, I don't want to call it semantics, but that's where my specifics kick in because I don't consider, I don't, con- I don't consider borderline i consider that way closer to rape than i consider that taking advantage i can when we talk about feelings that's one thing but when we talk about physically violating violating somebody who can't give consent because they're i don't think the thing is like i don't know i i'd wager that women are not the ones who introduce the concept of feelings being a bad thing right like oftentimes when we're having debates women are accused of being emotional you know, or when we're speaking up about something, either in a relationship, in the workplace, under any set of circumstances, and, and we find ourselves at odds with a man, we're accused of being too, you know, we can't see things clearly because we're thinking with our emotions instead of our heads, right? Mm-hmm. But we, I, and I think that the kindness element is that that's where human decency and feelings intersect. So to be treated by men as if you do not matter to be treated as if you are insignificant and that is i will say as somebody who's empowered who's had more positive experiences than negative who's worked really i've been a feminist since i was 12 so i don't say this to say that most women have had the same walk as me i had Mm -hmm. to be very intentional about how i approach sex and men and dating and i've still been violated i've still Mm -hmm. been disrespected i've still been hurt you know and and there are things that just happen because you and somebody else are not on the same page and somebody was going to get their feelings hurt. It is what it is. And there are times where it's like, this is an example of how patriarchy and rape culture allow men, you know, to treat women. Right. Mm -hmm. And those are two different things. Like we're not going to say we're centering kindness and feelings doesn't mean that we're eliminating all potential for, for harm at all or, or for hurt feelings or that hurt feelings are not a a natural uh, can't, ever just be simply a consequence of of dealing with other human beings, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is... It's not just shit happens either. Just like, well... Right. Right. You have to care. care. And when men are unkind, the the trauma, that that can be traumatic. That can be painful. You know, like, one of the stories that came up um, uh, uh, during the on the, the, the social media conversation about Chris Stiles was about one of the other uh, Henny Palooza, one of the other faces of Henny Palooza, Cam, who's somebody that I do know casual, casually, who has always been very kind to me and vice versa, um, who I've never seen uh, behave in, in an inappropriate way. And I read the story and immediately was able to, to, to believe it. And it's not that this is somebody close enough to me. There are men who I'd hear this story about and I would be genuinely surprised. I don't know him well enough to be genuinely surprised, but I know that this is something that a lot of men are capable of doing. The -hmm. allegation that was made is that um, a young woman who maybe helped out with social media for one of the Palooza events stuck around afterwards to chit chat with him and she went, she goes to give him a hug. He pulls up her tube top, exposes her breasts. Uh, The party's over, but there's still people doing breakdown and stuff. And so there are, you know, a number of men around who've seen this. And in the moment she tells him that he was wrong for doing it. You know, that wasn't the nature of their relationship. It wasn't flirtatious. It wasn't sexual. And again, he's publicly embarrassed her, allegedly. And, you know, she tells him, you're going to feel bad about this tomorrow. And he, now granted, a night of drinking, um, 
but but he says I'm not going to feel I don't feel bad now. I won't feel tomorrow bad tomorrow and I won't feel bad in the foreseeable future. Like even after, you know, as drunk as he may have been, that's a hell of a thing to come up with to say to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are also very few men and, and young men in particular who would be able to tell you that pulling out somebody's titties is sexual assault. Most people don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it may be considered unkind, reckless, you're a wild dude, you're a wild boy, you're wild, he's wild. You know, we all know that guy, he's wild, you be careful, he's a wild dude, he's a wild dude. You know, like the one who was a wild dude when you were in college. He's a little handsy, you know, like that we've made these concessions for years that we've dealt with somebody being handsy. I mean, there's civil rights leaders and people who I can name who have been handsy with me, who've been handsy with women for for decades, you know, and... You know, it's just the consequence of dealing with them or that the good outweighs the bad. And so that, and not to say that I think the Kim is necessarily a sexual predator or a rapist. If that is in fact something that he did, he did an awful thing. He did an awful thing that he should have felt bad about doing in the moment. He should have felt bad the next day. He should have felt bad for the foreseeable future. But that is the sort of small, quote unquote, infraction that can stay with somebody for a very long time. And the girl who told the story, the woman who told the story, I should say, said I felt so small I felt so insignificant and I don't think that in that moment he was attempting to you know I can't and perhaps he could have been you know because men do try to hurt women on purpose sometimes but even if we operate in, in you know giving him the benefit of every doubt which is just when we you know somebody pulled down a girl's uh Tupac, I get around video, right? That's like she's playing volleyball, and somebody comes and opens her top. We saw all. You're going, you're going in and out, Jamila. You're going in and out. Oh, sorry. You're going in and out. Hello. And that was the G Sing video. Oh, hold on a second. Your pods died. That was the uh, hello video. She was talking about. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Why can't I hear you? Can you hear me? Yes. We can hear you. Hello. Yeah. Okay, yep. Sorry, uh, my headphones just died. I know we gotta wrap this up soon, but like that—that that when it comes to things like that, that are not the same kind of violent as you know what might go down in a bedroom between two people or an absence of consent, you know, for um, a, a more traditional sexual encounter. That that sort of behavior still—that's part of the cumulative experience of women. You know, and so when you show up to me in our romantic relationship, in our casual friends with benefits relationship, I'm the person who's endured all these things up until this point. You know, and I want you so part of kindness is thinking about that, that you may have to be like, you know what? Yeah, I I probably could just kind of keep rocking with Shorty and, and keep going over there and doing this. But she's told me that she wants something serious. I really don't want it. And she deserves to, to focus this energy on somebody who can give her what she wants. Because by the time we, we come to you and we're over, you know, 21 years old, it might only be 18 years old. You probably, this woman's probably already been through some shit at the hands of men. So do you want to count yourself among all the negative experiences and the violence and the disappointment? Or do you want to be one of the good guys? And it might be you're the good guy who didn't like me. You know, he was like, there's a guy I liked a lot in high school who was too old to be messing with me, and he likes me too. And we messed around till we were full grown adults, you know. And, and looking back at the time, I felt rejected. And as an adult, I understand that he was showing me respect. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's a small age difference between us, but it found us at that point where I was in high school and he was in college. He was over 21, I was not, you know. And, and so, 
some could have said, you know, some guys would have been like, well, she's open, she's willing, she's available. You know, I was the one who was, you know, pursuing. And for years, I just thought he didn't like me. So I was like, no, I liked you a lot. You were not 18. You know, like I wasn't going to put you in that situation. And like, it's, granted, that's a bit easier to and see himself for that. And oh, himself. I don't know why I can't, I can't hear you all. Hold on. Hello? Hello. Yep, Mike, go. I was going to say, he also, he did that to respect you as a kindness and to not hurt you and to protect himself because it's, you know, the age difference right. put him in danger. But the fact that he did it and said to you that it was to be kind to you, he didn't say, I ain't going to jail for that. He did it yeah. to be kind to you, which makes him the good guy that decided. Right. And he mentioned both. He said, I liked you, but you were too young. And also I could have gotten in a lot of trouble. You know, and I think it's that's what we need. Like, operate from the place of protecting yourself and protecting other people. That is right? just like, that's what, what I that's what I've been saying this entire time. Yes, yeah. absolutely, dudes. I'd rather you pick both. Pick both. No, here's the thing: you if you're a kind person, if you're yeah. a kind person, you're going to be a kind person. If you're a good guy, you're going to be a good guy. I'm not talking to them. When I have these conversations, I'm not on the verge of being inappropriate. I'm talking about the dude. There's a gray area. I'd rather have you over here with us. There's a gray area. Come this way so you don't hurt nobody. If you're a, if you're scum, if you're messed up, you need prison. You need to be euthanized. You need to be neutered. You need to be put down. Like, but you know what? I think I don't know. Like, and I, I, this is a very painful example to bring up, and it's not one that I. It's something. I think for me, it's one of the most powerful uh, examples or or it's got all the makings of a teachable moment, but it was not a teachable moment that we wanted to have at the time. And even with the rise of Me Too, it wasn't one that we, a a conversation that people really wanted to have. That is the Kobe Bryant story. And it's infinitely more difficult to talk about now that he's dead. But I think that the good guy versus bad guy binary does not allow for the fact that a lot of good quote unquote men or men that are typically not harm doers, let's just say that men who do not always do harm, typically rapists, might aren't typically rapists, yeah. might have, you know, committed an act of sexual violence uh, or gender based violence but toward a woman. You, that's when you completely unwitting part. Like, I, I don't, you, you're going to, this is such a ridiculous thing. At the time the trial was going on, I didn't believe her. And as the trial was wrapping up, I still didn't believe her. I think I think it was consensual. I don't think she liked the way it ended. And I think she did what she did after the fact. And I think having, having the wherewithal to realize that women like that exist has to be but part we, of these conversations. Like, it's, but it, I think, but have, wait, you're saying women like that. And I think, again, I, I paid somewhat close attention to it when it happened the first time it changed how I I just kind of disengaged with Kobe Bryant like I just I didn't want to be the person who was like yo Kobe Bryant is definitely a rapist I didn't feel confident saying that I also didn't feel confident defending him right Mm -hmm. or believing that um but I also know that like you talk about a young white woman he was also quite young himself but we talk about a young white woman who's, who's making a decision to go to the room of a married man uh a married athlete who she's just met, I knew that our community was not going to allow some white bitch who would do that to to take this, you know, black shining prince away from us. I knew that white folk, I knew white men 
who would never want their daughter to be with a, a, a good upstanding man like Kobe Bryant. Not They wouldn't want their own daughter to be with that man, would be willing to reduce the, the accuser to quote unquote, that kind of girl because they wanted to continue to see Kobe Bryant in a Lakers jersey, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that the truth of when you don't have a consent-based approach to sex and you have all of these really complicated things that happen. So you've got the history of false accusations at the hands of, of white women, right? Against black men. You have being a member of a protected class. So like, yeah, if, if Chris Styles can get away with things like that for so long, imagine what that looks like when you're an actual celebrity or actually a person of power. What happens when I'm an athlete who for years, white girls have knocked on my door I didn't have to introduce myself. I didn't have to get their phone number. They showed up looking for me because they heard that the McDonald's All-American kid was staying at the Holiday Inn and I want to go in there and suck his dick because that's the thing I want to do, right? Like, like, and, and now I'm looking at this person who may not have heard the word no since he was 14 years old to have a clear ability to see the nuances of, of consent, right? And then you have a legal team that actively worked to discredit this woman. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, it was difficult to pay to, to watch because they made a case against her as opposed to a case for him that he couldn't have, you know, he didn't do this, he couldn't have done this. If you, I encourage everybody to go back and, and look at the statement that Kobe released after the everything was settled and the apology that he issued and the apology he issued to her and to her family. And he acknowledged that this this whole thing was devastating to him, to his family and loved ones, but ultimately it had to have been more disturbing to her and hers. And that he operated, and again, this could be completely false. He could have known he was wrong all along. You know what I mean? He could be completely telling the truth in this statement that was likely written with the, you know, the assistance of lawyers and PR people. We don't know, and the man is not here for us to be able to completely uh, to, to ask, yeah. but if we, but even if we take the statement on face value, it says I was under the impression that everything that took place was consensual, and now I understand that that is not how she felt. It was one of the, you know, there are a lot of conditional apologies. There are a lot of I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm sorry if I hurt you. He essentially admitted I didn't think I was assaulting this woman, but I did. And I think there's some power. And it's in been brought that, to light that he actually acknowledges the that he acknowledged. new understanding. His new he understanding. His new understanding, right? Like acknowledging true wrong, you know, that I could have caught, I can cause harm without knowing it, right? Like I didn't realize, you know, without it being painted out that like a lot of men would not, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to give them cover or an excuse either, but that because we're not taught about consent, a lot of men would not know that consenting to, you know, particularly we're talking about something that happened almost 20 years ago, that consenting to sex does not mean all sex things are on the menu. If I go to a restaurant, I order, you know, a, a cheeseburger and fries. I don't get to go in the kitchen and take a piece of apple pie that I didn't pay for because I came, you know, I came here for food. I'm paying for food, so I'm going to get some food. No, this is what I paid for. It's what I asked for. This is what I'm entitled to, right? Like, I don't just get to take something else because Y'all are serving food. In the or, same place. I'm here. Right, same place. You know, or like, well, I wanted extra cheese, so just give me extra cheese. Like, I shouldn't have to ask for it. I'm just going to go back there and grab some, throw it on my sandwich because I want some, right? Like, we don't take that approach to anything else. But when it comes to the the safety and comfort of women, you know, where we're still trying to think first of, of how, how would a man have interpreted this? You know, the person who's in a position to say, hey, 
at the point where she said no, I just left. I was like, man, fuck that. Nobody's gonna say I did something. You know, like that. That's not the default. Yeah, but default that won't not- that won't save you. That won't save you. Leaving out doesn't. That won't save you. That's not enough to. That's not enough anymore to to save. No, but you're saying save. You you keep saying that, but like. You keep because saying in the, in the example you, just, you all are not, but I'm saying that at that Kobe Bryant lived a, you know, a tragically short life, but continued on as one of the greatest athletes of all time, mm-hmm. was able to find great success, you know, within basketball, outside of basketball, won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. He paid a settlement in a civil court case. It didn't even tarnish his reputation the way that other folks have always been kind of blemished by the, the, we don't we'll never know for certain i think that's because a lot of people didn't believe her i think i think well that's that's the point that's the point i'm saying most victims are not believed and i think i don't but if you don't think she's a victim then you're not going to refer to her that way it it, 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 and if we know what i'm telling you is that most victims so you don't become a victim because people think you're a victim you become a victim because you were victimized and i'm not saying for certain that she was a victim. I operate under the, I, I believe that she was from what he said she was, right? So that's why I operate from that place of, of yep, you know, I, looking I, at I the, don't. But I'm saying, again, like, so it's just like, we can't be picky and choosy about like, well, most people didn't really believe that story. What was the most surprising thing to me about the Chris Styles thing was not that it happened, not that he was accused of those things, not that it aired out on social media. It was that the court of public opinion sided with the girls. Mm-hmm. But, I also wonder how might that have played? I think that also had a lot to do with some factors that had nothing to do with with us just being more progressive as a society as it relates to these issues. Is that a factor? Yes. I can tell you if, if that had been 2010, you would have had a whole, and there were plenty of men and women taking up for him or or raising questions about the, mm-hmm. the accusations mm-hmm. or saying, yeah, you did, you know, maybe he did this, but there was a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. Right. But but there was an overwhelming sense of like, no, we're getting homeboy out of the paint. Part of that is that the nature of social media at this point is that there is an interest or I think a consistent um, theme around taking people who have positions of power and privilege and influence and unseating them. You right. know, people love Very to take down. them. Right. Mm-hmm. Two, he is not popular enough to be protected by his popularity. You know, and he said, I'm, you know, I've been in the public, blah, blah, blah. It's like, most people didn't know who you were. So it was very easy to cancel somebody you didn't know about in the first place. How mm-hmm. might this have gone down if all of those exact same accusations were made against J. Cole, right? If they were made against, you know, somebody with whom more people were familiar or, or had a reason to care about. Right. You know, well, we like also, that- I've heard the quote that um, we confuse um, like beauty with goodness or power with goodness Mm -hmm. because somebody is successful. You think that they're inherently maybe a better person, but that they're a beautiful person, a good looking person. You uh, just, it's in our nature. They have a nice smile. So you like them more. You think that they're probably a better person. Likeability. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about, you know, and, and without even getting into all the ways that the legal system is just, designed to fail the accused and the accuser alike in so many ways, but that when somebody is painted as an unsympathetic victim or unsympathetic uh, witness, that that can change the trajectory of everything. So when a sex worker um, is a victim of a sex crime, that the way that the police and the community and perhaps her family and friends will receive that versus a Sunday school teacher 
right? Like how did, how could you defile this woman who gets up every Sunday to teach children about the Bible? Well, she has no greater right to bodily autonomy than a woman who performs sex acts for money just because she doesn't perform sex acts for money, right? It doesn't become a theft of services. Like you still have ownership of your body, right? Mm -hmm. You could be the girl who goes home with somebody every Saturday night and, and the one Saturday you chose not to go home with somebody, you get raped. That doesn't mean that you're less rapeable, you right. know? And I think that people rendered that woman unrapeable because she made the decision to go to an athlete's bedroom. And I don't want to belabor that too much, but I just think that that's an example of, because we didn't reckon with that. So in an ideal situation, it's not that, okay, well, what we got to do is we got to cancel Kobe Bryant forever and ever. And, and, you know, we don't talk about him and he doesn't play anymore. That we talk about all of the factors that could lead to something like that happening. Because we can't go back and undo what happened and we weren't there. So we could... You know, she could be playing us all. He could be playing us all. We don't know. We weren't there, right? But, like, what can we learn from this? That, for me, is, is the bigger thing, right? His accountability came via the settlement. Um, the reason that the criminal prosecution was unsuccessful is because she decided not to testify after his legal team had publicly humiliated her and raised questions about previous sexual activity and, and set it up where it would be very hard for her to convince a jury because we do operate from the place that this is a, a handsome, smiling, a good guy, basketball player. Of course she wanted rich. to. Why would he? Right. Why would he? She he wouldn't have there. to. <laughs> he wouldn't have to, you know, and it's like, so instead of a, a we yeah, can't go back and fix that. But, that, but, but, again, that's but those people there. thinking I don't, I don't he get... did it has not, but I'm saying the people thinking he did it cost him nothing, right? Like it did not change the trajectory of his life. This man is, what was a you know support i i think i wish that i mean i wish that he and, and everyone who perished with him were still here period but i really do wish this was something i had thought about a number of times i'm like i just kind of divested from kobe because i was like i don't know what to do with this i don't want like i publicly and, and this was years later obviously but like i was involved with, i was editor at ebony when um bill cosby's uh activity fully came to light we did a cover about it that was you know um, provocative and, and took the issue on. I, like I said earlier, I was in I was in surviving R. Kelly. I've been writing about R. Kelly and speaking out about R. Kelly for for years. And because of that, because I actively defend women and girls, I defend victims, and I, I prioritize uh, black women and girls. But I talk about victims, period, because most of Cosby's accusers were not black women. There were also black women, mm -hmm. but there were a lot of black people who were totally okay with just acting like the shit didn't happen because the majority of the accusers were white. The same way there are a lot of black people who believe or believed that OJ killed his wife and were still happy that he got off, right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing to say, I don't think he did it. It's another thing to say, I don't care. And I think oftentimes, yeah, you have people that don't believe, you know, accusers. And it's different when you have, there's a difference between, you know, a rape accusation and a dead body, right? Like, unless there's a videotape that proves that the rape happened, that this is mm. a he said, she said situation. Right. But that the body is still, still alive. That may, the may body's not have been raped. Right. Right. You know, that that's the body is the scene of the crime. And there are a lot of people who do not care, you know, and they will not articulate it, but they genuinely don't care if mm -hmm. R. Kelly did these things. They don't care if, if Kobe did something. They don't care, which is different from saying, I don't think he's capable or I didn't think he did it, you know? Right, and I think that right. that's, the, that's the attitude that we really are, are up against. But in a situation like that, where it's like the teachable moment for us should have been like, yo, let's really talk about like consent 
to one thing does not mean like if I say you can come by and, and borrow my shoes, that doesn't mean you walk out with my shoes and my coat. And you know, I said you could buy and address and, and stuff too, right? You know, you have to ask for those things. Maybe she know? really and, wanted to get to know Kobe, and and it took well, it took on you know directions. She maybe she wanted to have sex. No, maybe she maybe wanted she to have sex. Like she right. wanted to have vaginal sex. Like by her own admission, she did want to have sex with him. Right? It was that there was a different type of sex that he wanted to have that she was not interested in having, you know? And that particular kind of sex can be very painful and violent if you are not looking to do it, you know, right. or prepared to do it on that encounter. That can be tra traumatizing in a whole lot of ways. I, I can't, you don't, you can't, you know, I'm not trying to, to be uh, funny, you can't too. surprise somebody with anal, right? Like that. that's just something that, that needs yeah. to be, we clear, you doing this? Okay, am I ready for you to do this? Sure, you know, like that, that, that has to all be- All right, take a uh, deep breath and relax all your muscles. Here we go. Exactly, this is not just like, you know, um, and I remember but, the words oh, that she accused yeah. him of saying and, and, and they will always stick with me. I don't even want to repeat them, but that, you know, like all that to say, I felt for a couple of years, you know, when, when he kind of, he didn't retired for a while and he was doing the film and the children's books and stuff. And, and then the Me Too movement happens. And there were a couple of articles and moments in which, you know, writers, usually white women, um, because the same way we're better at being protective of you all, you know, and they're better at holding you all accountable, right? Like, than, than they are their own men, you know, like they can point out a black, you know, they can cancel somebody black who's been accused of violence, but they may be defensive of somebody who looks like them who's been accused of violence, right? Like, we, and, and vice versa. You know, like they voted Trump in, but but if it's you, you know, they, they feel differently. And so every, you know, when he won his Oscar, there were moments where I just wondered, is this conversation gonna happen? Is this gonna come up? And I was never willing to be the one to like, oh, let me write something about it, let me bring it up because the and I mentioned the Cosby and R. Kelly thing earlier to say the amount of harassment, the horrible lies and things that have been to like if you search my name on YouTube, my daughter loves Googling me and stuff or whatever. I'm just afraid of some things that she's going to see about me and about my family that are untrue, you know, and that are mean and, and that have been said because I dare to defend Black women and girls. There are a lot of people who have accused me of, of uh, I should say there are people, I shouldn't say a lot, but but more than two is ridiculous to me. You know, more than one is ridiculous to me. You know, people, particularly men, who have accused me of hating Black men because I took a stance against those two who had over, each of them having over 48 known alleged victims, right? 48 for Kelly and, and at least 60 for Cosby. That with numbers that high, I'm still letting down, I, I'm, I'm shirking my responsibility as a black woman to protect black men by calling, for asking for accountability for these men, you know? And so with that, you could not pay me to be the person to bring up the, the Kobe stuff, because the last thing I wanted to, I can't win this fight. You know, I would bring it up when I would talk to groups about sexual assault and say, when we talk about gray areas, when we talk about, you know, how we need to reimagine consent and talk about consent, here's an example. And, and I think that Kobe may have very well may have been somebody who could have been such a powerful voice in, in, in this moment. You know, I always wonder, like, I thought about even- He could have talked people about consent in a really powerful way in right. a powerful way and having the courage to, you know, say when I was younger, I, I did something that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life, but more so than it's going to haunt me, it very well may haunt the woman that I hurt. It was not my intention to be hurtful, but here's what I didn't know. And here's what you need to know. 
right? And, and that's and then that we played out that way. Right, but education. But he said it played. But he said it played out. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, you. I'll be a hundred with you. I'll be a hundred with you. As someone who's done work as a publicist and a writer like yourself, if I was writing Kobe's statement, I wouldn't want him to come off to uh, "I didn't do it, kiss my ass" either. I would want of to salvage course. his it's reputation that, by writing him the kind of speech that you're describing. And I'm not, again, I don't want to get too far off into this because- But I've written these speeches for, not about sexual violence, but I'm saying as somebody who's written statements and speeches for people who who have been accused of things before, there's a difference between what he, there was a risk in acknowledging doing anything wrong at all. You know, there was a way to write that statement that did not point to harm doing on his part. There would have been a way to say, it's important that we hear the voices of victims and, you know, this young lady deserved an, an opportunity to be heard and for her accusations to be taken seriously. And they were. And here's where we result. You know, here's where we are. And That's I wish if no you Ill- honestly consider her a victim. If you don't honestly consider her a victim. <laughs> but I'm saying. That. No, 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 no. But you could have been written in a way that takes no responsibility. I didn't call her a victim. What I said was that, you know, victims have an opportunity to be heard or accusers, I should say. Accusers deserve to be heard. Because the word before was victim. The word before was victim. And I even you could even say you could even say victims deserve to be taken seriously and say that this woman came forward with an accusation. It was investigated. This is what happened. And I would like to move forward. You can affirm oftentimes these statements do affirm that real victims, quote unquote, deserve justice, but that this person wasn't one of them. Right, there were so many. What I like, and I think we are kind of arguing. Because you can be slick, but what I'm slick with the words. Yeah, but I'm I'm telling you my my specific approach. I wouldn't do like I I wouldn't do if I was writing. We got to get off of here. I really have to take this other call. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh man, how long have we been rocking? Like over two hours. No, uh, yeah, almost two hours. Um, yeah. (laughs) Let's figure out a way Mm -hmm. to keep this kind of dialogue going. Because there's no way we're going to answer all of these questions in in one conversation. It's way too big for that. But I think, Chris, that the person we're on with right now, this this young lady who's come through to join us, I think she's on the right track. I think we can get closer to that middle ground that we're talking about by having conversations with a qualified opinion like like Jamila's. Right. I think I think we're on the right path and I think we're talking to the right person. Yeah. So, and having the vocabulary to discuss it is really important because people have opinions. Everybody has an opinion, but I think yeah. understanding how to talk about it is the most helpful for for folks listening and trying to grow and learn. So yeah, I'm yeah. a guy I didn't feel attacked at all. I just I was really learning some things and we were really going back and forth and I'm I'm Super happy. Did you did you did you enjoy? Did you I'm not enjoy the conversation, but are you are you glad you did this? Do you, do you re- I think it was a good conversation. You know, like I think it's a, it's a conversation I've had many times over the years. And you know, there have been times where I'm like, I'm just I'm tired of arguing about this. I can't, I can't. I realize that I just have to because I know that I do have the vocabulary. I was fortunate that I felt convinced enough to obtain the vocabulary because a lot of people, you know, men and women have these feelings in their gut and, and they suppress them because the easy thing to do is to just survive, you know, mm-hmm. or the easy thing to do is to, to, is to prioritize my own pleasure as opposed to the, the safety and humanity of other people, right? And so it would be easier for me. A lot of women who shrug this stuff off or say, well, that's what you get because it's easier to just go along with it 
and, and, and just try their best to duck and dive and, and hope nothing truly bad happens to them than to hold, you know, to try to hold a group of people of privilege accountable. I think, Mecca, you posted, I believe it was you that said, um, the real person, the person that really cares for you, um, helps you grow, intends for you to grow. The person that just lets you stay the same and stay static and doesn't really no. love you. Yeah, doesn't that really was care. Me. And I think if we really love each other as a yeah. culture and as people, as women and men, that yeah. we we help each other grow. Well, so. yeah. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is, including my Zoom payment, which I actually just did. So I'm I'm cashing in here. Let's get this <laughs> let's get this popping and keep it going. Jamila, can you please tell people where they can find you in case they want to go look up some of this amazing writing that you've done? Absolutely. Um, go to jamilalamu.com. It's my website. You can see my bio and just kind of, you know, oftentimes people like I've seen her, seen somewhere before I heard you now, I know what you do. The, my website explains exactly what I do and what I've done. Um, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at, at, at jamilalamu. Um, and you can check out my writing on a regular basis at Slate. And, you know, I, I do stuff at other outlets and um, working on some other stuff. And I will share those things on social media as they happen. When you, Thank you so uh, much for coming. Yeah, all when right. this is all, when all this corona business is out the paint and you make it out to New York, we'll get you in the studio and we'll do this for real. And then afterwards, we'll buy lunch. Like, let's let's keep the party going here. I want to I want to learn more stuff. So if it costs me food, I hope you will teach for food because I'm, try, I'm trying to hook it up. Hey, oh, look at you. <laughs> she was in that makeup, wasn't she? Okay. In the meantime, in between time, I'm your man, Mr. Mech. And I'm Crystal Levin. This has been the Eminem and M Show, a.k.a. the okay. show. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Do us a favor. Go get laid. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Yo, what up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the Eminem and M Show. Okay. <laughs> We're not just a radio station. We're a movement. The all-new FUBU Radio. Playing the hip-hop and R&B hits of today and yesterday.